talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back to Messy Christianity. Gentlemen, it's a cold day outside today, isn't it? It is cold. When you're listening to this, it may not be. <laughs> it may not be, that's right. Especially if you live in Florida. Yeah, it we might not be. To, yeah. We have to remember that uh, we record these in batches and then we drop yes. them throughout the, throughout the next couple of months. But yes. uh, our topic today is uh, a topic that no doubt affects every single human being on the planet and every human being that ever will mm. live and everyone that has ever lived. Mm. And uh, the question today is, how many times are we supposed to forgive? And Jesus answered by saying 70 times 7. So let's talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness is, uh, man, that's that's a rough one for pretty much everybody. And uh, I think some people have gotten uh, maybe better at it than others and then some people is really struggling with it so let's go i got somebody out there i've forgiven 489 times <laughs> one more chance you got one more no <laughs> one more chance well i think we have to start with the essence of what jesus was saying and why he was saying it so if you go back to the biblical account he's in conversation with the disciples and if i'm not mistaken it's peter that brings the up uh, brings the question mm-hmm. up and he asks jesus um how many times should we sh- forgive someone should is seven times enough yeah. and th- we look at that and and, and kind of question why why seven times is that because it's one day for each day of the week or what does that really represent and in that very conversation peter was being part of the spiritual elite in that very moment because mm-hmm. the religious custom of the day for the Jewish people, they were taught to forgive somebody three times. And after you have forgiven them three times, if they made the same mistake and did the same thing again, then you basically disowned them. And so for a Jew to have the suggestion of, hey, let's let's forgive seven times, that's more than twice yeah. what we're being told to, that must put me in a really good spot. And so I can imagine almost what's going on in Jesus's mind as he's sitting there and he has a little smirk or a little smile on his yeah. face and he looks, looks at Peter and he smiles and he says, no, not seven times. How about 70 times mm-hmm. seven? And it just absolutely blew away what was traditional and what was taught in the very time that Jesus was alive speaking with his disciples. So that's just a, kind of the framework behind yeah. what the story is about to begin with. Yeah, and isn't it interesting how the very question that um, Peter and the disciples would have had is the same question that we're going to ask, because it, it it goes against the whole concept of forgiveness in the first place. So he's, in other words, he's saying legalistically, okay, I don't want to forgive this person, but I have to, so I'm going to forgive him, but how many times do I have to, yeah. so I don't have to anymore, which means they didn't really forgive him in the first place. Is that That's pretty much what we're saying, right? Yeah, it was an outward expression versus something that was really deemed as an internal issue. It was how do we deal with stuff on the outside without dealing with it on the inside? And and from the legalistic perspective or, or just you know life perspective, it was like, well, let's take care of the outside. Let's fix the issue on the outside without dealing with what really is going on on the inside. And so forgiveness is an internal issue. It's not an external issue, even though it's caused by external forces. It's, it's called by external circumstances. It's something that, that, that the individual deals with mentally and spiritually. And that's a whole different level. So he's talking about grace. It's, it's ultimately 
giving grace to others um, and in doing so, releasing the right to be the judge for yourself? Well, I think that's part of it. I, I think, yes, it is the for the other individual, if I'm the one dealing, if I'm Peter in that situation, what Jesus is telling me by 77 is to extend grace basically an unlimited number of times. And so mm-hmm. it's like Kevin was saying, it's not 400 plus times, and then on 501, you're done with it, and you don't have to worry about it. It is that constant issuing of grace. But truly, Forgiveness is as much, if not more so, for the individual, for Peter in that circumstance, for me in that circumstance, because forgiveness, uh, the lack of forgiveness is what eats me up alive. And and not forgiving, we've used this expression before, I've heard it in the church hundreds of times, the idea that um, forgiveness, not forgiving someone, is like me personally drinking poison, hoping that it's going to hurt the other person. And it doesn't hurt the other person, it hurts me. And so the idea of forgiving is, uh, is, is that I need to practice forgiving you know, over and over and over and over again. Because here's, a, here's the flaw in the whole forgiving aspect, that I think we've got this mistake within our society, maybe within the church, is we think that it's, forgiveness is once and done. That you, somebody has hurt me, or I've hurt myself, or something, and then I forgive one time, and then I don't ever have to think about it again. Because as as God says, you know, God, you once you ask forgiveness, it's, it's as far as the east is from the west, it's gone out of his sight. He never thinks about it again. And not so with us. We constantly deal with this idea, uh, you know, of these past mistakes, these past things that have happened to us, and so I things that have have been done to me by other people. I am in I am not capable within myself in many circumstances and situations to forgive them one time and be totally okay as if it never happened and be done with it and be completely healed from that circumstance. There are occasions when I have to forgive that same sin, that one sin that was done against me multiple 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 times, dozens if not hundreds of times because I'm still not over it. I still haven't been able to forgive. And so it's eating me up alive. So Jesus is reiterating the point. You need to forgive over and over and over again until you're in right standing with God. And you don't hold that grudge anymore. You don't hold that—it's uh, no longer an open wound. It's something that's, that's, that's healed. Yeah, it's amazing. This this whole concept of forgiveness is so rich and so deep that it's not like you can just wrap it up into a nice, neat little box, put a bow on it, and say, okay, that's all there is to know. I mean, I think we literally could talk for hours and hours and hours and still not totally uncover the depth of what forgiveness means. Um, to oversimplify it might be, at least for, in my mind, is to say that Forgiveness is as much for us as it is for the person we're forgiving, but forgiveness is God's process of of teaching us His kind of love, because the Bible says forgiveness covers over a multitude of sins, mm-hmm. and so that, it does say forgiveness, right? Okay, I thought so. You ever have one of those moments where you quote a scripture and they go, wait a minute, is that what it really says? <laughs> but yeah, so... If, if, if we're forgiving someone, we're choosing to love them with an agape kind of love. And, and that's the kind of love that doesn't love with conditions. It doesn't say, I love you if. It's a, I love you because. And so we can't love people 
if we don't forgive people. And love is the commandment that Jesus tells us yeah. is the most important commandment. Love God, love our neighbor. So that's kind of an oversimplified version, but then how do you go about doing that yeah. is the hard part. And I think that's the, the catch to all this is listening now, even, there's there's somebody who's been greatly hurt, greatly offended by somebody, and then they hear this message of forgiveness, and it's like, are you kidding me? Do you know what I've been through? It, within our own person, um, with our own flesh, it forgiveness is, it, we're commanded to do it, but it's not easy. It's not... And honestly, I would almost go as far as to say it's it's actually kind of impossible within ourselves. I mean, we we are to forgive as God has forgiven us with that infinite, and I think that's what the 70 times 7 is. It's an infinite forgiveness, um, but that's only capable, only possible with God's forgiveness flowing through us. I mean, there are some people who've gone through some awful stuff that to, to tell them to forgive— is is correct advice, but but the process for that is another whole story. It's got to be the the flow of, of God's forgiveness coming through them, and that's a process. Well, nowhere in the Bible does it say forgive and forget. Right, right. Yet that is one of the phrases I know I've heard so many times, and it's a great phrase and it's a great idea. It's not realistic unless you've got some type of truly medical condition that allows you to forget. Yeah. And some people do, you know. Like and, 50 and, first dates. Yeah, and, and then yeah. and we look at that as a negative to have that type of uh, of issue going on in life. That's not biblical. That's not God's example and uh, of for us anyway to be able to live out. We can't do that. But it, this but it, whole, is, a, it is this mandate that we're called and commanded to do. This whole question, Peter raises this question, but it comes on the heels of that great passage in Matthew 18 that we've read many, many times about if somebody is with sin, then go to them. And if, if they see their fault, then you've won them over. If not, take two or three with you. And then if that still doesn't work, go before the church with this sin. And then if they still refuse, you can treat them like a pagan or a tax collector. So that's the context before Peter raises this question. Okay, Jesus, how many times should I forgive somebody? Seven times? I mean, that's completeness, right? And then Jesus says, no, even further than that. But he had just said, if they refuse to listen, you can treat them as a pagan or as a tax collector. So it does present a little bit of confusion here in this situation. It definitely points to not forgiving and forgetting. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's a tougher. All that said, I, I think he is pointing. Jesus is pointing to the Father's kind of forgiveness, and it's a reminder to us um, of what of how much we have been forgiven. And, and why do we not forgive? It's because the other person does not deserve it. Right. Whether I'm looking in the mirror. Yeah. Or whether I'm looking at somebody else, the reason I choose not to forgive is because that other person, the person that I'm looking at, does not deserve it. And you're absolutely correct. Yeah. That's an absolutely correct statement. Yeah. But neither do neither I. Well, and and, the, and I, I don't deserve the forgiveness that I received because of J- Jesus' death on the cross. And if I am a child of God, one that God you know, knew before creation began, spoke my name, has a purpose and a plan for my life, all these great promises that we quote out of the Scripture, the same, are, the same is true for the other person. 
um, that God has a purpose and a plan for their life, and it's uh, it's a beautiful plan, and it's to for for them to have the opportunity to say yes to Him, whether or not they have done that yet, whether or not they're a Christ follower yet. That's still God's calling. That's what He wants. So no, they don't deserve it, but neither do I. Yeah. Well, and, and that the parable that follows this up, where Jesus often does, and the <laughs> he says something, and he goes, okay, let me tell you a story to explain what I just said. The parable after is the great one where the king, the servant comes before him, has a great debt to the king, and cannot pay it, and begs for the mercy and the forgiveness of the king for the debt, and the king says, granted, you know, you, you're, you're, it's all forgiven. Your debt is paid. You don't have to repay it back. And that's when the servant goes out, sees somebody right outside the door that owes him, and I think the Bible actually says chokes him <laughs> mm-hmm. and says, you owe me money. You know, you owe me something. Um, and so that, I think that it points to that. The king being Jesus, us being the servant who was greatly forgiven, then goes out and sees the debt paid that's owed to him. And pennies then, on the dollar in comparison and, Yeah, well. pennies on the dollar, yeah. And then begins to choke that one, choke the life out of him. Um, and, and, and yeah, I think that's a reminder to us. We've been forgiven much, greatly, infinitely, still forgiven. Um. But I think your your question still is screaming to us, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, how? How? how, do you, <laughs> how? Yeah, because I'm yeah. asked that question. Uh, it's great in theology world here, and in, in, in the uh, what I don't know. But I think, but I, but yeah, I, I think we've laid the foundation though of why it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. And we have to. Do we believe that it's necessary before I, I, I say how do I go out doing this? I think so. Yeah, I think I think you. I think the why uh, informs the how because. Yeah. Because the how doesn't mean anything if you don't want to. Um, you know, it, it's like doing a diet or starting exercise or whatever. You have to know the why. There's hundreds of books that start, say, you know, begin with the why. So the why is because it's commanded. That's the theological reason, perhaps. But on a, on a, on a, a, a personal level, the why is because, as you said, it's like drinking poison, hoping the other person will die. Yeah. Nobody can be healthy. Nobody, because it goes against humanity. You cannot be healthy emotionally, spiritually, or physically if you harbor unforgiveness inside of your heart. It is absolutely a cancer that will Mm -hmm. just eat you alive, and eventually it affects everything in your life. And I don't think that's overstating it. Obviously, depending Mm -hmm. on the the, the type of um, unforgiveness you hold, you know, if I'm if I'm not forgiven, Joey, my my best friend from elementary school, because he stole a candy bar, that's one thing. Right. You know, that's a big deal. but if it's if it's a a deep rooted hurt that somebody has violated me in some some way, um, if without forgiveness, um, without me letting that go, it it is going to affect every other area of my life. You've seen it. I've seen it. We've all experienced it personally. You know, mm-hmm. so. The question of the why, or the, the why, I think, is there, not just theologically, but also personally, but the how, Yeah, I think there are some, some things that can be done. One is um, talking to God first, saying, Lord, this is how I feel, because you're, you're acknowledging the pain that's going on. You're acknowledging the unforgiveness, and even to say, God, I do not want to forgive them. Sure, that's real. Know, yeah. That he knows it anyways, right? right. Um, 
And then I think when we when we look at the scripture that when Jesus said, if an enemy forces you to go one mile, go two. When he slaps you on the cheek, turn the cheek. I really think that part of that deals with the concept of forgiveness and not holding things in our heart. You know, it, it's this it's this action that's going against how we feel, but because we're doing it and because we're saying it, mm-hmm. it affects us and it begins to change us on the inside, or at least it causes us to wrestle with it continually. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Did I, did I say that kind of word? I'll go back to you. I, I still think the how is... It's honestly impossible. Just do it. <laughs> well, no, I, I, no, don't just. I think it's actually impossible without incredibly supernatural strength in yeah. this, especially to those that have suffered. Not that we rank them, but we do rank them. That great, great uh, uh, sins against them. I mean, abuse, those kind of things. I mean, I, let's just go there. I mean, if if somebody were to abuse one of my nieces or something. Me finding forgiveness in my heart for that would be incredibly hard. Impossible. But, but, yep. impo- but that's there are people out there. I, I, it passed around Facebook last year. I remember there was a murder, and the uh, one of the family members forgave the murderer on the stand. I don't know if you remember that one floating around. <laughs> yeah. And I remember watching that and just going, how in the world? How in the world? That's only through the grace of God. I mean, that's, that's not humanly possible. Well, I think also we need to recognize that... Uh, nine hundred ninety nine thousand times out of a you know whatever, it, almost every single time it's going to take. It's a process. It's mm-hmm. going to take time. Sure. It's not as I mentioned earlier. The pray one prayer, forgive one time, and it be done. But it is an ongoing process. So for those who, those of all of us who yeah. have, or are currently struggling with forgiveness. Recogni- recognizing that it is a process, I think is is the yeah, person. It's not overnight. And yeah, because if I don't, if I if I carry it as in, well, there must be something wrong with me as well. Because yeah. I've, I've forgiven them, and and yesterday was great. And I woke up this morning, and I hate them again. Right. Or or I, I or that that thought comes back in my mind. Well, guess where that comes from? Yeah. You know, it comes from one or two places. Either either God through the Holy Spirit is reminding you as an individual that you still have to deal with this. It's not been dealt with yet. Or it's the evil one trying to bring it back up, trying to stir up more of the negative emotions to keep you from walking in holiness and faithfulness to God. So mm-hmm. either, either way, it's still something that needs to be addressed, and it's a day by day. Now, the whole idea of carrying the cross daily. Why can't I just carry the cross the first day I say yes to Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> Well, because yeah, it's a daily easy. issue. Yeah. It's a daily battle. It's a daily struggle. It's a daily choice. Well, the same thing with forgiveness. What if 70 times 7 was, I hesitate to say an alternate understanding of that, because I think what we've already said is correct. That is what how to, to interpret that passage. But what if we looked at it a, a slightly other way to say, forgive them 70 times 7, because it's going to take you 490 times to fully find forgiveness for them because you know if you've been hurt deeply by somebody you can forgive them and truly mean it and then but but what you did is you you forgave on a surface level but but you didn't even know that there were layers under that of anger and of hurt and of uh the feeling of being betrayed and all those other things and so as you forgive that top layer 
you know, it eventually peels off and you go, oh, wait a minute, I'm still wrestling with that. So you forgive on that layer yeah, and then you forgive on that layer. And eventually you get down to the very core of it yeah. and you're able to truly forgive. And that's when you find the real freedom of forgiveness. But, but like you said, it's a process. And the deeper you've been hurt, the longer it's going to take, maybe, probably, to truly forgive. But that's the whole point. Jesus yeah. is saying, I've started a work in you. And that work I will complete, but it's going to be a process. It's going to take time. I've used this illustration before, and I use it with teenagers all the time. It's the idea of an open wound. Mm -hmm. If an open wound, if you correlate that to unforgiveness, it's this massive, huge open wound that you have on your arm. If you don't deal with it, what's going to happen? Well, it's going to get worse. And if you don't deal with it, it's going to become infected, and then it's going to get gangrene, and then you may lose your arm. It may actually take your life. And that kind of goes back to what you were talking about earlier, Jeff, about the physical, the spiritual, and the emotional aspect of how it eats us up alive, literally. And that's what unforgiveness does. So if we can imagine that it's this big, huge, gaping, open wound that has to be taken care of, but saying, hey, I'm going to take some medicine for it, that doesn't do anything for it. That dulls the pain, and that might help with the infection, but you still have to take care of it. Mm. You still have to clean the wound. That's painful. True. The first steps of a huge open wound taking care of it, the first week or two, is extremely painful. It It's uh, ongoing. It looks like nothing's being done. It's like it's not getting any better. But you bandage it, you you cover it with ointment, and over the course of time, it starts to scab over and it starts to get smaller. And then over a period of an extended period of time, if you're taking care of it every single day, suddenly you look down, you take that bandage off and there's nothing left but a scar. Yeah. And we look at the scar as a negative. We say the scar is proof that I was hurt. No, that's the wrong way of looking at the mm-hmm. scar. The scar is the evidence of being healed. Yeah. And that's the goal. I want, we can't get rid of the scar. The scar is is something something that we carry with us for the rest of our life. Whether that's in the spiritual realm, you, if you've been hurt by somebody on the level that we've been talking about, you will have a scar if you're completely healed for the rest of your life. It will not go away, but it is proof that you were healed. If the womb is still open, that's that's where it's eating us alive, and it's and it's that active. Um, infection that's that's killing us. That's what unforgiveness is. So recognizing it and taking care of it for on a step by step basis until it gets to the point where you look down and say, "Hey, I've been healed from this." But the scars, the evidence. Several things pop in my mind here in just processing the how part of this. Um, the first, and I think you referred to it earlier. Referred to it earlier, Jeff, was just the whole. Um, being very, very real with God. I mean, I'm even thinking like David in the Psalms, you know, God, kill my enemies. I mean, just that may be where somebody is in the start of the forgiveness process, just really having to go through all that stuff. Um, And then the the words, yeah, but just kept popping in my mind. As you're trying to forgive somebody, there's that little, there's little two words that come in. Yeah, but, and you're thinking of all the things that they've done to you. And then there's more things and there's just layers like you talked about. Every one of those yeah buts have to be taken to God um, because, honestly, in the world's economy, it isn't fair. You know, you look at somebody who maybe went through a, a domestic violence type of abusive relationship, and the guy has gone on and living what appears to be a fruitful life, remarried or with his girlfriend, whatever, you know, and everything's just great. And here's this other person still hurt. In the world's economy, that just absolutely doesn't look fair. Well, that person who's been hurt, 
they've got to take every one of those yeah buts and take it to God because it isn't fair. In God's economy, yeah. that's where we have to, that, that person has to trust that, hey, God's still got the, the scales of justice in his hand. And it will it will work itself out. So um, it's such a process. I mean, but I, I think every one of those yeah buts. If I had some one piece of advice for this whole thing, every yeah but has to go to, directly to God. You know, this is for where a while. I think that our our brothers and sisters in Christ in uh, persecuted Gracious. countries, yeah, uh, where they have much to teach us in this yeah. because they are being brutalized, uh, unfairly targeted. They're being stripped of every amount of every ounce of dignity that they have their families are paying a price and yet to their persecutors and torturers and murderers they say i forgive you you know yeah but i got an email the other day (laughs) (laughs) you know but but think about that our and, and this is this is maybe a little bit on the fringe of what we're what we're really talking about here but there, there seems to be a, a Western Christian arrogance, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, we, we, have, we have this understanding of life. We have it together. We're blessed. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're celebrating joy and all these things. And yet our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted in, in doing persecuted it. countries, they're barely able to survive with food. They're in prison. Their homes are burned. Their theology, you know, they don't have the same schooling and education necessarily, and yet they have a more real understanding of the gospel than we could ever hope to imagine in in a lot of ways. That makes sense? Agreed. And it's like like we're we're thinking poor them sometimes, and and they're going, poor you. You know, we're we're in the thick of, of the gospel fight. And you guys are sitting behind microphones talking about it. So, you know, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, right. That, that was yeah. that was way more. Con- that was way that was a train wreck of a of a statement there. I know, but it's just this. I I can't put into words what I'm thinking right now and feeling how they they've been forced to forgive because their very life depends upon it. For us, our life does depend upon it, but because we have all of the external comforts it's almost like we haven't really gotten to that ability we to desensitize. but in the same breath it's also quite possibly a harder choice for those in the western culture yeah it's kind of what i mean it because I mean. we because there has to be the intentionality of i choose to forgive because it's it it's not culturally acceptable. It's not the cool thing to do. In fact, if I can blast them on social media and if I could, you know, put out toward the world and put all these negatives out there about that individual, that's going to make me feel better. It's going to make them look bad. And and that's what they get for being the way that they are. And that's the mentality of what we live in. And, And for someone to stand up for Christ and say, I do forgive you or live that example in this Western world is is a massive statement. It is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, for the the you know the majority of people that are listening to this podcast live in the Western world, list, live in Western Christianity, and th- this is where God has them. I told the teenagers recently, you, you gotta you gotta get out of the mindset that 
you're only called to minister for Christ on the other side of the world, or only the missionaries are called to the other side of the world, because on the other side of the world, guess what? We're on the other side of the world. This is the other side of the world, and this is where, wherever you are as you're listening to this, that very location is where God has called and placed you for the right here for right now. And so being salt and light, being the hands and feet of Christ in your situation and learning to forgive in the context of, of your surroundings is evidence of the holiness of God dwelling within you. So we have to live that out right here where we're at. Let's do this. Let's end this podcast. Boom. And let's See y'all later. Pick, <laughs> mm. uh, let's pick it up here in a few seconds with another podcast as a part two, because I feel like we're just scratching the surface of this. And I really believe that, that folks that are listening um, are, 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 are needing more because they're, mm-hmm. it's something that we're wrestling with. So mm-hmm. thank you for tuning in to Messy Christianity. This is part one of our podcast. We're going to hit the next one in a moment. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.